Family and friends, welcome back. Appreciate you hanging out with us. This is Pandemonium Reigns. I am Dan. He is Mike. We are heading into week nine of the college football season, right? Week nine? Week nine, man. Uh, the college football playoff rankings, I believe, will be coming out after this week. Do I have that right? You're very, it, it's got to be coming up. I know it's always the first of November. Next Wednesday is the first. I mean, it's got to be right around the corner. If it's not this week, it'll be after next week's game. So I yeah. think it's this week. It's going to be coming. It's going to be coming soon. We pretty much know who our current playoff teams are. Begins with Georgia, ends with Florida State, and everything else in between. Uh, so pretty simple stuff there. Nothing to rave about. I think I think most people will be more interested in the 5 to 15 range because the conversation is going to be around, well, if this was the 12-team 12, 12 playoff year, then – what would be happening? But nonetheless, we got we got a slate of weekend games, not the greatest of slates, most people would say. But what's going to happen is we're going to go into this weekend. You're going to say, "Oh, well, I need to make sure mine's on this one." You know, that one maybe yada yada. For the most part, you know, it's not going to be outrageous. But what's going to happen is you're going to be texting your boys, right? Oh my gosh, turn it on to ABC right now because BYU is in Texas and they're giving them all that they can handle. Clemson and NC State are going back and forth. You've got things like West Virginia, who is four and three, traveling to Orlando, Florida. Um, but we got three of them that we're going to talk about specifically today. Uh, being the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, South Carolina at AM and Oregon at Utah. Super excited to get into that one. Uh, so let's begin. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party. From a Tennessee fan, find a new name. <laughs> it's just no, so no, no, I think I think you need to find a longer name. That's what you need. Find you a need longer. a longer name. Yeah, this mm-hmm. game sucks. This series sucks, so we're gonna play it. I don't know. You know what I mean? Do that. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Um I, I wanna I wanna lead by asking you this. If you're a fan of either one of these teams, are you wanting this to go to home and home? You know, I don't. I think I would for from my perspective because you I would sound want like you dropped a uh, dirty word. <laughs> I, I got stuck between like seven words, and and yeah, it was almost great what came out. Um, I think I would absolutely want this to be at home, but you know, Florida more so than Georgia because you want a recruiting weekend at home. Uh, you yeah. want the home environment for another game. You obviously you're going to play less home games than most of your rivals because of this series. Uh, but I talked to and I talked to two or three. Georgia fans, because I don't actually know any Florida fans. Um, mm-hmm. Back around summer, whenever the talk was that this series could be going home and home or could be like a, you know, home and home Jacksonville, home and home Jacksonville type deal. And they were like, absolutely not keep it in Jacksonville, keep the party going. I was shocked. Yeah. Uh, maybe again, the issue was that it's Georgia, who is on top of the football world for college. Uh, maybe that was my problem. But yeah, man. You, I mean, look, if I'm Georgia and I'm on top of the world, I still want the recruiting visit weekend at home for this game. Yeah. Think about what it could have been, man. When, you, when you're talking about Tebow coming to Athens and some of those series, how great they would have been. I mean, absolutely give me that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Also, so. I want Georgia to play in the swamp. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, we've never seen that in my lifetime. So. Yeah. I'm not even sure if there was a point in time in the the history of this rivalry if it was ever home and home. I believe there was, but yeah, you're right. It's been a long time. Uh, my eyes would be on that for sure. I, I've, I'm not a big fan of neutral side games. Is what it is. 
Sue me. ESPN FBI has got this 85.2% leaning in favor of the dogs. You got an over under, which feels low. Yeah. 47 and a half. And then you got a line, Georgia's favor, 14 and a half. Here's why I want to talk about this. Yep. Because it's one of those rivalries that you just never know. I mean, (laughs) you just, you just, I mean, this, the last regular season loss for Georgia. Florida, 2022. On the line, you have a 24-game win streak for Georgia. I believe so that's you correct. Got, you got a potential. I'm going to say you got a potential for them for that to be broken. So just because, just because, I'm going to say, like I said, against Georgia-Auburn, Florida's going to be playing with house money. They should be anyway. That, that yep. They should be. I mean, they've got a lot to play for. Don't get me wrong. They're not in the same spot that Auburn is. I mean, they're sitting there with a 5-2 and two record. Um, are they in East conversation? No. Are they in second place East conversation? Yes. All right, so there, there's something there to play for. Your remaining schedule for Florida after this one, you're going to host Arkansas. Psh, psh. Well, Arkansas might not score. Um, you're going to go to LSU. That's going to be interesting. What LSU do we get traveling to Mizzou? That could be interesting. And then ending the season with Florida State. So, do you need this one if you're Florida? No, but you've got some guaranteed wins and you've got some uh, pretty much some guaranteed losses. Florida State, right? Like, I, I, don't, I don't like that matchup for Florida at all. Um, so, Yep, I'm gonna set it. You really, really need I, this one. So play, play with, play with a bit, of, play with a bit of house money. You absolutely better uh, because you're also going to Missouri, uh, and that's you know it's only getting colder outside <laughs> of the South. Uh, we don't we don't necessarily know what that's about till February or so. Yeah. But you know you're going to Missouri, a very very revamped Missouri uh, who looks just worlds better than they have been. Uh, not like you've absolutely dominated and and you know. Beaten Missouri every time you should have since they've been in the league. Um, mm-hmm. Florida State obviously couldn't agree more. That's going to be very very tough on the win. You're right. If, you know, if they want to absolutely overachieve and and have a say in the East, they have to win this game. Yeah. There's not a path in human society or life where I would predict that they have a path to win this game. They're not doing it. Okay. As, as wild as this series can be, it's 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 Iron Bowl esque in terms of how wild it can be. It's certainly not that rivalry. With the that level of hatred, yeah, um, and and all that, you know, same state, yeah, they're neighbors, but they're not, you know, miles apart in the same state. You're a couple hours apart in the same state, right? Uh, but there's just there's not a single path in my mind where Florida's capable of beating this Georgia with now an offense that looks almost as good as their defenses look for several years. Fair enough. So if you're Florida, what's the formula? What do you got to do? You got to dominate. Time of possession. I mean, you have okay. to dominate time of possession. Like the way that they did, we talked about it in our orange cast. They they held the ball for 15 minutes more than Tennessee did. You got to find a way to have the ball for, I would say, gosh, at least 10 more minutes than Georgia does. The bad thing is, is is Georgia is, is so efficient right now. They're so prudent in what they're doing offensively. Now they're gonna have to figure out a way to do it without Brock Bowers in this game, but they're so efficient, man. They can they can go right down the field on you in no time flat if they want to. Might not even face third down if they're really firing all, firing on all cylinders, which I kind of expect them to be. I mean, 
they've had two weeks. I think both teams have uh, had two weeks to prepare for this game. Uh, a bye week before it was really handy for both of them. But mm-hmm. you got to dominate time possession. You better, my gosh, you better find some maximum maximize your yards from your backs. Don't put it all on Graham Mertz in this game like mm-hmm. it was in the South Carolina win. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game alone, forty-one to thirty-nine over South Carolina, even though it was at South Carolina, gives me just tons of pause. I know that Graham Mertz threw it for four hundred twenty yards, but he ain't going to do that against Georgia. No, no, he's certainly not going to do that against Georgia. I think what intrigues me the most is what is Georgia going to do if they get into a pickle and they don't have Brock? That's that's a absolute great, absolutely a great question. They've they've got tight ends for days, but there's only one Brock Bowers. That is man, very well said. Let me let me let me reframe it just a hair. They've got wait, how did you say that again? <laughs> They've got tight ends for tight ends for days. days. I mean, you got they've got really good. They've got really good tight ends for days, but there's only one Brock Bowers. Yeah, for sure, Amen. for sure. Uh, I, I I can see a rise of of is it Luke Delp? Is that is that uh, next Oscar. Is that the, that's Oscar Delp. Oscar Delp. Um, I could see a, 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 a scenario where you know he has a breakout game because I think he's got some serious potential. You know, we spoke with Ryan Phillips. Uh, a season ago, and he was raving about him, saying, "Watch out for this dude." Um, I'm pretty sure he is a coming native, so he's right he around is a this coming area. Native. Yeah, so he's right around this area. Uh, I also want to see in a big game like this, fans' reaction to Carson Beck. Like, I still do not understand, and I know that it's changed some. But you still got a large part of this fan base that is just out to cut this dude's head off. And I don't get it. I mean, 173 completions on 235 attempts. I'm not sure what that percentage is is quite yet. 73.6. Okay. Wow. Wow. Um, 2,100 yards, 12 scores, four picks. And he's doing it without the defense that Stetson had. Doing it without the backfield that Stetson had. My goodness. I mean, I'd take him. I Good would Lord, absolutely what take I'd take this guy. I don't care how big his forehead is. I'll take him. <laughs> Peyton yeah, had a big forehead. The, exactly. He's not a looker by any means, but my gosh, uh, is he slinging it around? 73%. I don't I don't have it offhand, but do you know how high that has to be in the SEC in the nation? Uh, it's got to be up there. It's absolutely got to be up there. I'm not. Gotta be, that's, time. I'm going to say that's top of the conference. I mean, I'd be shocked. And maybe, maybe Jaden Daniels is higher. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, honestly, they they spread it around. Maybe even a little bit more than Georgia does. So I could see it being lower because that's what happens when you pass the ball around. You have incompletion. Yeah. But I mean, twenty-one forty-seven on the year yardage, twelve touchdowns, four picks. Some of the picks are a little questionable, but the the decision on on the pass that is, you know. Every yeah. quarterback's going to throw a pick. But right. what could you possibly be nitpicking this guy for? You know, guess what the backups do sometimes when they come in? They throw a pick. It's happened this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I don't even understand what it could be. Uh, maybe maybe you want him to have some of the mobility, mobility that, that Bennett had. Dude, I don't care. There is nothing that he's missing in his game right now. No, I, w- I would take this kid in a heartbeat. So if he wants to transfer for next year, I'm down. Is there – I'm down. Hey, they've got a they've got Dylan Rayola coming in. He better find somewhere to play ball. Oh snap. <laughs> Let's go ahead and make a preview and prediction on this one. 
So go ahead. We uh, we got again Georgia fourteen and a half. Oh my gosh, I have lost the over under. Stupid. Forty seven and a half. Forty seven and a half. Go ahead and give me your predictions, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, George. To me, my prediction is that Georgia's going to do what they want to do. Uh, I don't like Flor- the the bad thing is that Florida strength is pretty much like we've talked about in a phone booth motion mm-hmm. and and dumping it off either near the sticks or near the line of scrimmage. Georgia swarms to the football better than most teams that I've seen in a long time. They still do that, even if they don't absolutely maul your offensive line in ways that they that they've done for years. They still have unbelievable team speed at the linebacker and in the secondary positions. Um, I think Georgia does what they want to do. I'm going to go with something like Georgia 41, Florida 13. Bro. Don't, 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 don't you even start with me. I wish there, I wish I'd have told you before going into this. I I said I, I wrote down forty two fourteen. Okay, all right. It's a little different. I can live forty two fourteen. I'm with you though. <laughs> I just don't know that that Florida has the horses to go. Uh, I, I mean, the formula again. I, I think you nailed it. Is the time of possession. It's basically doing to them what they did against us, and I don't think they're going to be able to do that. Um, I think Georgia is going to do a great job of not only creating pressure, I think they're going to do a really good job of keeping things in front of them when they want to. I would not be surprised at a game plan that says, we dare you to put a drive together. Let's see if you can do it without making a mistake. Let's see if you can do it without shooting yourself in the foot. If you can, then we're going to come after you. Um, And we might even just do that for the heck of it. It's one of those situations where I think Kirby's looking at this going, I don't care what you do. I know who we are. My guys are better than your dudes. Do whatever you want to do. I want to end this segment by, by by saying this, though. If you will, pull up Florida's schedule, and I just kind of want to look at the rest of it and see realistically what they're staring at on, on the end of the year because it's almost laid out pretty well, I think. So you you lose this game, right? Five and three. Oh, absolutely. You lose this game five and three, okay? You probably beat Arkansas. I mean, you should. I mean, Hey, crank, crank that hot seat back up for now if they don't beat Arkansas at home at noon. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I mean, are, are Florida fans upset with Napier if he gets tallywhacked by Georgia 42-14, 41-13? Eh, I mean, you yeah, should understand it, but you, you never want it, obviously. Sure. All right. Um, so we're going to get Florida win at home against Arkansas? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so 5-3, and 6-3 and three at mm-hmm. LSU. L. <laughs> L's. Uh, so 6-4. and four. At Missouri. I don't like the timing of that game, man. I don't either. I, I hate I hate the timing of that game. I'm going to bring the L in from the other side just in case I'm uh, confusing directionally which which side it should be facing. That's that's six and three. Six and five. Four six at that time. Six no, and five. That's, that's six and five. And then and you end with Florida State. Six and six. Six and six. That, that's what they're staring at. Yeah. That's what they're staring at. Yeah, now. That's, that's why I made the face when you said it sets up pretty well. I thought I couldn't tell where you were going with that. Yeah. Now, if you somehow pull out pull a you know a bunny out of the hat and you win this game come Saturday, who says you can't beat LSU and Missouri at home or at Missouri at their place? Who says you can't beat Florida State? I mean, that's uh, that win will do do wonders for them. Not saying they will. I'm not oh, yeah. saying they'll win out even if they win on Saturday. I'm not saying that. But I just love that Florida staring at six and six. Uh Tennessee fans and Georgia fans unite. 
right over the over the six and six finish that is the Florida Gators. Nonetheless, yeah, we are going. It's not a love triangle; it's a love hate triangle. It's a love hate triangle, absolutely. Nonetheless, we're going to go both. Both of us are going to take Georgia to cover to win big, forty-one thirteen or forty-two fourteen dogs. Shane Beamer, still employed in Columbia, South Carolina, going to take his Gamecocks to Aggieland, two and five, South Carolina, heading to four and three. Texas A&M Aggies, the story, the narrative surrounds the head coaches. It's all over the head coaches. Talked to a friend of mine back in Charleston, uh, a lifelong Gamecock faithful, all right? And he is just out. I mean, he's done. Like He's just over it. And he, his words were this, our administration, our athletic director, too stupid to fire Shane Beamer now to try to get another guy in. They are too stupid to do it. They're not going to do it. They are not committed to winning. These are his words. Lifelong Gamecock faithful. Okay, that's interesting because I engaged with some South Carolina faithful or you know who knows what on X, Twitter, uh, after Tennessee beat South Carolina, and I said you know basically the same. What is your hope in? Is it in the recruits because they're killing it in the portal? They can't do anything with the portal guys. They don't use the young, talented guys that they have. They use the old guys that can't be replaced by the recruits yet. Yeah. What are you waiting for? It's your three. Yeah. And I was told, you know, time after time that South Carolina is not a program that's going to pay buyouts this early. And obviously they extended Beamer after he beat Tennessee in South Carolina last year. They're not going to fork over that money. So it's interesting to have both sides of the perspective there. Because I'm absolutely firing this guy now. I'm looking for, hey, did he actually cheat? Was there actually some cheating there? Can I get away with firing him for yeah. calls? That's yeah. what I'm doing if I'm an AD. Yeah. Um, I also, so the same guy that I referenced on the Orange Cast who brought to light the stat that was uh, Heupel's record post losses in his time at Tennessee, the same guy is a guest on the Spurs Up show uh, for for South Carolina. And he looks at this host for South Carolina, and he basically says, listen, your best years were 2010 to 2013. And he goes, I, and I love this. And and if Billy listens to this episode, this South Carolina fan I was talking to, please don't hate me for what I'm about to say and giggle at. But he says, your your, your best, best seasons are 2010 to 2013. He says, tell me what you won. Tell me what you did. And 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 you put all of your hope and your stock in getting back to that. But 2010, you won the East. That that that's all you did. That you, you beat a terrible Michigan, right, in an outback bowl with 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 dudes. And you were you had some stars, some studs. Uh, Jadavian Clowney. Uh, I want to say Ringer. It's not it. Or uh, is it Springer? God, my my mind. I had kids, and my mind my my mind left with my kids. Um, you had Al- Alshon Jeffrey, I believe. Oh, okay. There you go. Alshon Jeffrey, you, you, uh, Connor Shaw, right? So you had, you had, you had dudes, but what did you win? You, 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 you didn't achieve anything. Uh, and I respect the guy uh, on the Spurs up show, the host of it. And he says, I mean, you're right. Uh, so that tells me, okay. So coming back to the original thing with, with, with my friend, Billy, he says, we're just not committed to winning. I mean, until you, until you dump dump the money truck on somebody who 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 can push the ceiling for you and, and get you to 10 wins. I think I think your great achievement there 
is in that 2010 to 2013 span is you won 10 games every year. That's impressive. I think that's extremely impressive. That's absolutely what you strive for. But my argument to that is, who is Tennessee from 2010 to 2013? Who is Georgia from 2010 to 2013? Who is Florida from 2010 to 2013? They were bad. I mean, Terrible. Georgia was your, was your best out of the four if we're throwing South Carolina in there as well. They're, I mean, well, sorry, South Carolina's in the mix as well. But at, between Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee, Georgia's by far, you know, head and shoulders above the other two. And then you then you have think about this. Consider this. Then you have Missouri come into the league in 2012, and they win the division in 2012. They win it again. Wait, no, wait, in 2012? Uh, no, Georgia won 2012, 13. 2013, 2014. Uh, so nonetheless, like fire him, fire him. I think you can win big in South Carolina. I really do. I, I mean, I mean, uh, Columbia is, 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 is a great place. Like it's, it's, it's basically a beach town with, without the beach. It's hot all the time. Like, you know, basically great weather. If you like really stupid hot weather, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you, you, Willie B is an underrated stadium. So, I mean, you got you got a lot of positive there. Why not make an attempt for not saying that he would ever do it? And why not go to go to Eugene, Oregon, and say, Dan, name your dollar, name it. You're going to get an opportunity to play Georgia every year. I mean, you're going to get an opportunity to play in the best conference. Steve Spurrier won big here. Can you do it too? Name your dollar, or 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 look at a. I mean, pick somebody, and and I mean, take your shot. Take why not? What do you what do you have to lose? Being told no, I mean, and and you know you know what you're getting with Beamer at this point. Yeah, you're three and you're trending down. You lost all kinds of dudes in the portal. You got Horrible you got to cut ties with him. You have got to cut ties with him. His buyouts nothing. Look at it. Look at it. this. This game that we're about to talk about, and that we're that we're talk, you know leading into with these coaches. If they lose this game, they can't lose again, or they're going to be five and seven at best. And they're going to lose again. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're they're six and six at best if they if they lose on Saturday, and and they're absolutely going to lose again. You're not beating Kentucky and Clemson both. You're not doing that, and True. and both programs are so beatable right now. But you're not doing it. And That's they just made not a who you are right now. And they made a mistake in scheduling Jacksonville State. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they did. That's a group that of is not going to play. A hundred percent. That's not someone you want to play. Timing doesn't matter. You, you don't want to play them, right. whether it's early or late. You do not want to play them. Right. And I can I can just see it now. Let's say they. We'll get to it in a minute. Again, we're about to talk about it. Let's say they absolutely smoke Jacksonville State, forty-four to six. You name it. Sure. I can see them. I can see his dumb face celebrating that win. Oh, like for they sure. Clinch the East. Yeah, like they clinched the East. Won the SEC yeah. Championship game. Yeah. That's the guy that he is. Butch Jones no vibes, point. man. Yeah, there Butch is no Jones point vibes. in in holding on to that any longer. It is year three. That is the time when bad coaches get fired. Is year three on average? You just yeah. go down the list and look at it. Yeah, I'm looking at Dan Lanning. I'm looking at Mike Elko, who I think would be a scary, dude, terrifying dude, fit yes. in if, Columbia. If, if, can I say it? I, and I hope Billy Harmon is listening. If South Carolina hires Elko, I'm nervous. Absolutely, I'm nervous. Look at the way they're winning games right now. Yeah, Riley Leonard is a he's a good player. He's a really good player. They're winning games without him. They're keeping teams in the in the single digits in the low teens. They're winning without their freaking star quarterback. 
who really wouldn't even probably be a star quarterback at a lot of other places. That's just yeah. how – that's credit to them for what they're getting out of Riley Leonard. Yeah, that would terrify me. And, and again, I'm, I'm – there's no way that they keep keep it at one more loss when you talk about at Texas A&M. You got Kentucky. You got Clemson. You got I mean, the State. only one I see is Vanderbilt. You got Vanderbilt. Absolutely I'm, agree. And I mean, let I, me just tell you, that game's going to be closer than it should be. At this rate, with the way they're trending, yes, yes, dude. Lo- losing is losing gets in your head, man. Uh, it, it, anyway, so <laughs> I want to I want to I want to peek the rest of their schedule, like, and just kind of do what we did with Florida. So yeah. traveling to Aggies, I, I'm telling you now, I'm I'm I'm, I'm picking them to lose this game. So we're gonna get into the preview and prediction in a minute. Jacksonville State, I'm gonna pick you to win that game, but I'm gonna say it's a dogfight. Yeah. I mean, turn around and host Vanderbilt. I do like if you're South Carolina, your your last four, excuse me, how many games there? Yeah, four are at home. So yeah. that's in your favor. Um, same thing with Vanderbilt and Jacksonville State. I'll take a win, but I think it could be a dogfight. Yep. Kentucky, I don't think you're winning that. There's I you're, just Kentucky's you're not really built to. Kentucky has had your number. They've had your number. Yeah. And yeah, with really the odd exception of last year, which they played without Will Levis. Uh, yeah, that's when, a good point. When they beat them, they were without Will Levis. And yeah, good point. The thing, the thing that comes back to it that I'm going to reference, I know we've got one more game to mention on our schedule. How are you going to protect Spencer Rattler in any of these games against teams not named Jacksonville State and Vanderbilt? That's a great point because you're going to end that season with Clemson and you know they're coming for blood. A hundred percent. That if, should if Clemson be. loses – Every game until then, surely to God, they're going to come for blood in that game. Yeah, yeah, that is an underrated rivalry. I lived in that state for five years. That is a very under those those dudes hate each other. They yeah, absolutely. Dude. A lot of them played played together in high schools, or or you know, um, I mean, there's a lot of high school ties there. They cannot stand one another. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's very Iron Bolt esque. All right. Yep. But you know, Clemson's coming for blood. A hundred percent. I mean, and D- Dabo's a great motivator. So, uh, <laughs> fire Shane Beamer. The rest of the conference is looking at you going, fire Shane Beamer. Fire Shane Beamer yeah. and do it now. Um, well, yeah, I'm rooting for them to keep him. But common sense, you fire the guy. You can upgrade without without lending either of the guys you, you know, I just mentioned. You can upgrade, okay? You go get a good coordinator, you can, you can upgrade. Uh, I don't care about recruiting when – South Carolina fans all year, you know what they've been begging for? Where is Nick Harbour, the five-star that they landed in last year's class? Where's he at? They're not using him. What did they do with Jaheim Bell? They didn't use him. Spencer Rattler, they're getting him killed every week. Yeah. Yeah. So you're and, – and look, when I engaged with some of them after the Tennessee win over South Carolina, they were pointing to the, to the dual quarterback dual, – uh, the dual-threat quarterback that they have sitting on the bench right now. Right. Yeah, he's going to be running for his life at the rate we're going. Yeah. You're gonna tell me that's gonna beat what you're getting out of Spencer Rattler, right? Yeah, no, I'm with you, dude. I'm totally with you. I just can't get past this whole year three thing, man. I can't get past this. Consider this: we compare him to Butch Jones, right? Yep. Like they're the the same person. I yep. mean, used car salesman. What did Butch Jones do in year three? He went not. He went uh, nine and four. Ultimately, went nine and four. With, yeah, with with trending upwards. <laughs> He yes. was trending up, and year three, you are two and five under Shane Beamer, Beamer, and 
it's ugly. You are trending down. You are trending down. Fire him and do it yesterday. Yes, and and I want to make one more quick point before we actually get into the game, and then I'm I'm good uh, okay. from my perspective. Year three for Will Muschamp, seven and six. That's after going nine and four the year before. You know, let's let's say they both overachieved the year before, and then four and eight in 2019, two and five before they fired him in in his fifth year. Yeah. I don't think there's any place in the SEC for sure where you have to keep a coach because you you don't want to pay his buyout. I don't think that's a thing anymore. I don't care what your boosters or your base looks like. You do it and you do it now if you have any common sense. Agreed. 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 All right. So our spread is AM 15 and a half over under set at 54. And I do want to say before you give your prediction, we would be talking about Jimbo Fisher a whole lot more if we weren't so confident in the Aggies winning this game. Absolutely. Uh and and on the flip side of you know finding some losses for South Carolina, Texas A&M absolutely should be finding some wins in the in the back half of that schedule. They're going to go to Ole Miss next week. Not an easy one. It is at noon. That sets up better than than it could. And then you close it out with hosting Mississippi State, hosting Abilene Christian, traveling to LSU, and you won five games last year and you beat LSU. There's no reason yeah. you should be able to score some points on LSU even if they light up the scoreboard against you you're 100 correct we'll be talking about jimbo fisher in the same way if his buyouts uh was 10 million dollars less than it is yeah um, yeah or if it yeah. wasn't a hundred million dollar buyout uh and he wasn't shane beamer on the other sideline yeah yeah agreed with you agreed and i like tamu to split that last four two and two yeah that's probably what they're looking at uh so still not what they need to be doing Maybe enough to hold on to Jimbo because of how how ridiculous the number is. But uh, you know they did lose their quarterback. They should factor that in, um, mm. and and probably go from there is what I think. Agreed, agreed. Um, I'm gonna set this up well for you. I'm gonna take the Aggies, thirty-one, thirteen. It's gonna be ugly in Aggieland. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go. I can't believe I'm doing it in 2023 with the way the sport is played. Uh, I could see anything – no no format do I see a South Carolina win, whether Texas A&M plays it closer because they're still not doing what they should be doing or they blow them out of the building. I could see either scenario. It is an 11 a.m. local kick. That's not ideal. But you should eat their 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 lunch. You should put their – they should be putting their feet up on South Carolina's couch. They should be killing Spencer Rattler because of that offensive line, how bad it is, how limited they are at the receiver position without Juice Wells. All those reasons, I'm going to say Texas A&M doesn't do quite what they should. They they score 27, South Carolina 10. 27-10. Either way, it's big win for uh, – no, not, not a big win. Um, a devastating blow for the Gamecocks either way. Yep. Uh, I got them 31-13 Aggies. You got them 27-10 Aggies. The big question is, before we close it out, does Shane Beamer have a job? Come Monday. Oregon is going to take a flight out to Utah, who Utah just beat Southern Cal for the third straight game. Southern Cal is a joke, but we're not talking about them. We got a we got a barn burner taking place in Oregon 
at Utah. ESPN likes this 68.7% in Oregon's favor. And I just don't like it that much. I feel like this no. is basically a coin flip. Uh, the line here is Oregon six and a half. The over under is 47.5. And it is a daggum shame, dude, that we are losing uh, the Pac-12 because respectively, arguably the best conference top to bottom. And we're losing it. You cannot, you absolutely cannot argue that when you look at the the bottom ends of every other uh, of the four other Power Five conferences, the bottom ends are atrocious. Yeah, the bottom end of the Pac-12 ain't bad, man. And it, it's almost a conference where anybody can beat anybody. You know, every every week. Yeah, for sure. Look at look at Washington and Arizona State last week. Dude, for sure. What what was what was that? Washington's only touchdown was found on like a ninety nine yard pick six. Like what what is this mess? What is, what? Yeah, two thousand seven. Go back to your hole and crawl back in it. What in the world? Die. <laughs> go back and die. Um. And and what's fascinating is Utah playing without Cam Rising, man. Like and winning, dude. You have got to like them going forward in the in the Big Twelve, right? In the future seasons, I mean, you, you got to like this scenario. You've got yeah, to like this I scenario. Mean, you, I couldn't. I, there's not an inch of room for me to respect Utah anymore. There's just not. Uh, yeah, oh, well said. Blows my mind. Blows my mind that Vegas has the audacity. Uh, and I can see Oregon winning this game by a touchdown, even by a little bit more. But it blows my mind that Vegas has the audacity to make them a touchdown underdog at home. In a primetime three thirty slot, um, and I understand. I I hear you. The weapons that Oregon has, the balance, the beautiful offensive balance that Oregon has. Um, I've been. I've talked about this. I've been someone that's been so down, so reluctant to really jump jump much higher on Bo Nix. Uh, I'm going to ride with him because he's he's starting to prove me wrong when we when it ultimately comes to previewing this game. But it is outright disrespectful to Utah. Doesn't help Oregon a bit to make Utah a touchdown underdog at home. Uh, that I bet Oregon has got some serious complaints with that. Um, sure. But yeah, I mean, respect through the roof for Kyle Whittingham. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Bo Nix. 19 touchdowns, one pick. I don't care if you're in the SEC, <laughs> that's legit. If you're in the ACC, 19 touchdowns, one pick, that's legit. The Big Ten, the Big I don't care where you're. I don't care if, I don't care if you're playing high school ball. 19 mm-hmm. touchdowns to one pick is stellar and he's got a hair over over 2000 yards. I want just for a second, just for a second. Bo Nix in the right place. Is he an NFL quarterback? Hmm, the right place. Let me think about it. Yeah, because the place is like uh San Francisco. Um, I Bro, can, I, I can no, play so quarterback for San Francisco. That's a, eh, that's a given. Uh that's a given that most of us could. The Detroit, I think, with what they're doing with Jared Goff, uh, yeah, there's absolutely a couple of homes out there for him. I don't think it's just every team or anything like that. I don't think he's a no, certainly not uh, pick, but absolutely, there's homes out there for him. Seattle, I could see Seattle. I know there's a, obviously a current connection of of the state that they play ball in, uh, but yeah, I could absolutely see him doing doing some things out there. I mean, I never expected them to do what they did with Russell Wilson, uh, resurrecting Geno Smith. I mean, look at them. Look at the things that they do with quarterbacks. You mean just the Northeast, right? Because Oregon and Seattle are different. 
The, yeah, yeah, d- just the Northwest in general. Okay. Uh, confusing my states there. Gotcha. Geography's been a long time ago. Don't think about it much now. <laughs> um, I think the formula for Utah is continue just to be who you are, and that is physical, that is scrappy, and that's a bit of an identity that Oregon has taken on. Scrappiness, you know, I mean, under that under Dan Lanning, like he wants he wants you to play uh, physical, tough. Um, that's a guy, if for whatever reason, Hypel didn't work out, I, I'd want to be all over. I'm in love with Dan Lanning. Um, so I I love the time slot for this game. I love that it's at 3.30. I'm going to get to catch it. I'm probably going to be interested way more in this one than I will be the cocktail party. Uh, just because oh, yeah. I, think, I, th- I think you could be staring at like an overtime barn burner with this one. Yeah, I think you could. I think you could be looking at a, a low score going into overtime because I like the defenses as much as I like Oregon's balance offensively and as much as I love Utah's resiliency uh, on offense without Cam rising. Uh, I think you could have a low-scoring game entering overtime. Teams are having to settle for field goals, and then I could see it even getting into that two-point shootout, which would really be interesting because of the trenches of these teams. And, yeah. you know, I'm sorry, you give Utah needs two, three yards. I like them in that spot a lot of times. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, the thing I don't like for Utah in this game, which which sets up perfectly for, for me uh, and just transitioning here, is I don't like their ability to do it time after time um, against a team like Oregon. I, like I said, I could see – I mean, I could see Oregon winning by 14 at most. I, I'm not going to go there. I could see Utah winning a close one, but I don't like their ability to be able to drive the field time after time without Oregon just having a bad, bad day. And, and look, it is a road game. We've, we've beat that horse – all the way into the ground. I still like Oregon, man. They're they're just they're a tough tough team, and they're they're stacked really. I still like Oregon too, but if you take this exact same Utah team and you change their branding, you you slap blue and gold on them, UCLA, you slap Cardinal and yellow, USC. You're I guarantee you're looking at them different because or I guarantee you, probably. I guarantee you this entire segment. Everyone who has listened to this, even you, has forgotten two-time Pac-12 champions. Yeah, I mean, it's easy. It's easy to forget about it's because it's they don't and they, they don't get the publicity of any of the California schools of Oregon right now. Uh, they don't get it. Right, right, right. Um, here's what Utah's going to do: they're going to defend exceptionally well, and they're going to find. They're just going to find ways to move the chains. They're just they're just going to figure it out. They're just going to figure it out. Uh, that sounds ignorant of me to say. It sounds like I'm shooting for the hip, but it's, it's just kind of what they do. They don't really have an mo. They just, they just, and this, this is what good teams do. They just find ways to to score points. They find ways to move the chains. There's a couple of numbers that jump off uh, of the page for me, and it's in the yards allowed category for for both teams. Yards allowed Oregon, 312 yards per game. Yards allowed Utah, 295 yards per game. Keep in mind, Oregon has played Washington. Utah has played USC. Passing yards allowed, 217.4 for Oregon, 217.4 for Utah. Keep in mind, Utah has played Southern Cal. Oregon has played Washington. Here's a big difference maker right here. Oregon rushing yards allowed, 95.1, under 100 yards allowed per game. Utah's like, hold my beer, 78. 78 rushing yards allowed per game. That could be a difference maker. Still going to ride with Oregon. Still going to ride with Oregon, but that's that's nasty. Can I think the question is, can Utah keep Bucky Irving in check? 
I don't think it's one of those things where you have to where you have to load the box and you dare Bo Nix to beat you because I think he can and he will. So you're going to have to be balanced on the defensive side. Uh, but run fit well, tackle well in the open field, which is what you do. You do these things exceptionally well. Don't allow Oregon to turn two yards into 15. Like Keep it at two, keep it at three. Um, I'm going to take an overtime game here. Oregon wins 45-42. Oh, my gosh. We couldn't be on any more different planets from a score perspective. The over-under, 47.5, I'm going under, bro. Okay. Because that's how much I like these defenses. That's how much Utah's offense really, really needs their quarterback. They're they're QB1 because they've clearly made do without QB1, but that's how much they'll need him in a a spot like this. Uh, I'm going to go – it's a close one throughout. Maybe Oregon pulls away the distance that you'll see in just a minute. Uh, at the end in the fourth quarter, uh, maybe Utah just finally runs out of gas because they, you know, they their defense has been on the field so many times, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Oregon 24, Utah 14. 24 14 in Oregon's favor. Uh, yeah. I, I guess I just like for the top to blow off, man. I mean, which I would be so here for it. I, I, I just don't see it, but I would be so here for it. Well, I'll say this: Nobody saw Washington having no offensive touchdowns against Arizona State. So, again, what is 2007? Like, what is this year? What is this year? It's very unfortunate, is what it is. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Well, nonetheless, we're both going to take Oregon. I'm going to take Oregon in a shootout. You're going to take Oregon in uh, a good old Big Ten West matchup. Nonetheless, we're both taking the Ducks to get the Road Pack 12. Uh, win. Wow, couldn't find words there. Uh, against Utah, we're both taking the Ducks. All right, we're gonna go ahead and land this plane. I will say, I f- I feel that there's never been another episode where I felt more uncertain about the words coming out of my mouth because of the slate, even the Tennessee game. Uh, as we said uh, before, we close. You said you had some some things you wanted to throw at me. Just be nice to me. I do. Um, I am going to, you know, probably compound that feeling that you have of, uh, because I've also got major doubts to this weekend. I could be totally, totally wrong, not surprised in the, bit, in the, in the least bit. Uh, so I've got three games for you. We can do this as three separate questions. Or uh, The one I really want to ask you is who's going to slip up, okay? Who's it going to be? You've got USC coming off of two losses in a row. They're traveling to California where they are 11-point favorites on the road. You've got Virginia traveling to the friendly confines of Hard Rock Stadium where they are 19-point underdogs at Miami. And you've got North Carolina coming to Atlanta as an 11.5-point favorite against Georgia Tech. You can't change my mind. One or more of these teams is going to slip up. It's going to happen. Uh, who's it going to be? Well, uh, I'm going to have to think about this. So you've got three different scenarios here. Southern Cal at Cal, Virginia at Miami, North Carolina at Georgia Tech. Um, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and scratch USC Cal off the list. I don't – Lincoln Riley's not going to play defense, but I don't think it matters. Cal just does not have the horses. So that yeah. is not an upset. 
Uver- I said UVA, University of Virginia at Miami. Miami's 19-point favorites, you said? Mm-hmm. In Hard Rock Stadium? And then you've got North Carolina at Georgia Tech. Man, that's tough. Uh, if I have to pick, I have to pick one. Is what you're Just telling me? Give me one. Who's the most likely? I'm going to take the most likely North Carolina at Georgia Tech. I think that is your most likely. Um, you've I about did it again. Virginia again just doesn't have the horses. But you could have said the same thing last week when they upset North Carolina. Uh, I mean, they're going to be riding a wave of momentum. But uh, Miami is is. I mean, their season is hanging in the balance. Right, you you can't. That is that is a must win. You cannot lose that one. You cannot lose yep. that one. But you can also say make the same thing for North Carolina. I'm basically going off. Who do I like better as a roster, Georgia Tech or Virginia? And I like Georgia Tech better in this situation. Um, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's Miami, just because Miami is just not an environment. But is Atlanta? I, I mean, there's an argument yeah. there. Uh, really don't love this question. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but if I'm if I'm taking the three, uh, I'm probably taking Kansas over Oklahoma. Look at you! <laughs> Look at you! Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take a... I'll take I'll t- to stick to your question. I'll take I'll take Tech over Carolina. Yeah, it's 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 probably falling on the two that you just uh, came down to. I don't think it's USC losing three in a row. Boy, will I have some comments if that's the case mm, boy i'll have some fun recapping that one yeah if it comes down to it i'm actually going to go with virginia over miami though if one of these teams pulls an upset uh okay. look cristobal just won his first home acc game against clemson as but as poorly as they're playing right now and you've got to be joking i'm his not joking first conference win his first home conference win home right sorry yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. that was his first one which, you know, maybe there's an element of he's broken through, he's broken the seal, and it's going to be smooth selling in this game like it should be. Uh, you know, that the the upset that they pulled is obviously influencing me here in, in locking them a l- little bit, uh, but it's absolutely going to be one of those two if, if, it's, if it's any of them. And I think I'm going to take Virginia over Miami for, for fun's sake. Wow. Okay. Well. I'll take that. But if I actually have to pick one that that is outside of this list, I'll take Kansas over Oklahoma. Or I might even take, you know, UCF over West Virginia. Who saw that coming? Yeah. Uh, Well, nonetheless, that's going to be the end of it. Make sure you tune in uh, for the weekend. Uh, Week nine. Again, we should have college football playoff rankings uh, at the end uh, of this weekend. Will we see people fired? Over the weekend, will everybody still have their jobs? What upsets are there? I do, I do love uh, a good upset. I could see uh, another one that potentially that I could see is NC State over Clemson. Clemson is just, yep. uh, I mean, when you got a quarterback going rogue, um, we know all about that. We know all about that. <clears throat> yep. But um, nonetheless, man, thank you guys so much for for hanging out with us, for tuning in, for for letting us tickle your ears. Uh, as we talked, the cocktail party, um, 
South Carolina and A and M, the 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 battle of the hot seat coaches, and then uh, a legit battle in Oregon, Utah. Uh, I'm Dan. He's Mike. Make sure you push like right now in this moment. Do it right now. It helps and uh, does just does wonders, man, for our algorithms and and, and all those things. And uh, as we continue to grow, I uh, want to say thank you to our sponsors. Uh, we'll drop that info in the comments. Uh, nonetheless. I'm out of words, man. I love you. Love you, Mike. You're my buddy. You're my boy, Blue. Love you too, Blue. <laughs> God bless y'all. Go balls. Give me up. Pandemonium reigns. <laughs>